0: Hello, and welcome back to Project 99. Um, it is September 24th, 2020. 2020. It's almost over.
1: Perhaps the last year of democracy in the United States of America.
0: Probably. I mean, they've already been killing it for a while, so.
1: Yeah. So, okay, what do we want to talk about? Like, normally I come in here with, like, an entire, like, five different pages open on my, on my notebook with, like all the stuff i researched and like I'm, it's going out the fucking window today i'm just gonna and i gotta tell you there's gonna be a lot of profanity on today's show so if you don't like that word i just i guess you'll skip you don't this like episode. that word uh fuck off because <laughs> these are fucking horrible times this and shit we, ain't if, for you if we can't use profanity i don't even know what's left so um all right first so let's talk about ruth bader ginsburg um I just want to say that on this show in the past, I have openly expressed that I am pro-life, but I've never believed that the way to, to reduce the number of abortions in America was through legislation. Because obviously when it was illegal, abortion still fucking happened. And it's been studied across the world that regardless of what the law says, abortions still happen. So I've always felt like providing social programs for women who find themselves pregnant, unintended pregnancy, that's the first, you know, the first thing is sex education and the Christian right wing in this country are such morons that they thought if you don't tell people how their bodies work that they would natural urges would never happen and you just <laughs> would never, you know, start feeling urges and sh- I don't know what they think, like hormonal chemical shit happens to the human body. And at some point, I don't care if you live on a fucking island by yourself, you're going to figure out masturbation or some shit. You're going to figure it out because it's a natural process, but because they want to just not even have sex education you have and not have birth control. Like we have to lock the birth control up, you know, burn it, do whatever, because we can't have birth control. Cause God forbid we'd have birth control and people could have sex without punishment. So this is where the right wing comes in that getting pregnant is a punishment for having sex. If you're not married, having sex, the, preg- the, the pregnancy is the punishment for having sex without being married. And of course, you know, if you're married and you have sex, you should only have sex to have children. I mean, I don't know where they ever came up with this shit, but basically it's all nonsense. And the reason we have had abortion is because they've repressed every method of women to control the, their natural reproduction. So there you have it. And, um, I don't believe in abortion because I've had two children and I've experienced pregnancy. And I do believe that when a child is conceived and it's growing the womb, it's it's a human being. That's just my my belief that has been with me since I've forever. And I mean, if you've had any personal experience with something that's, that you've personally in your life been through, it's really hard to tell somebody like that's a wrong opinion to have. But I don't believe in persecuting people. Because that doesn't get you anywhere. Like persecuting women and saying that they need to keep their legs closed—all that fucking nonsense just doesn't work. So if everybody wants to reduce abortion, like the way that they've been going about it is not so okay. So where I went off on a tangent, Ruth Bader Ginsburg—I respect her, even though she and I have different different uh, thought processes on abortion. She also wouldn't be happy that we're about to we're about to descend into a non-democratic autocracy. So for that, I I agree with her. (laughs) I'm sad she's gone because now...
0: um, I think they were just waiting for her to die so that they could do this?
1: Well, listen, I mean, we've covered a lot of conspiracies on our show. So, you know, given how many brushes she had, given the fact that... Was it last year Fox News put a thing up on their fucking thing that she died? Remember
0: that? I don't know. No, Fox News
1: actually put out on their television show that thing that they show when somebody dies it says the year they were born and the year they died and they put that out there with ruth bader ginsburg i mean maybe they made it ahead of time because they thought she's been sick and they're going to need it and they don't want to have to come up with the graphic line quickly i don't know but like they actually aired it and probably all these right-wingers out there were just like jacking off happy about it because they're just like yay now trump gets to put another right-winger in there But um, oh,
0: yeah, she wasn't actually January 21st, 2019 Fox News accidentally aired a tribute image of Ruth Bader Ginsburg that made it look as if she had died.
1: Yeah. And and at that same time, like there was a lot of um, chatter on hardcore right wing places that they should try to say she was mentally incapacitated. They should. I mean, these people have wanted her dead out of the way, like removed from office, anything they could do to get her out of the way so Trump could have yet another right winger on the court. So I don't think that Fox News did that by accident myself. I think it was like a, just like encouragement, you know, to feed their little right-wing fantasies. But, so she's dead now, and of course, as we all expected, the Republican, spineless, amoral assholes that run the Republican Party have decided to flip script from not letting Obama have a nomination, even have a vote on the nomination, 11 months before an election... Because the people should have a say. So let's wait till the next president is elected, and then we'll allow someone to nominate. And if you win again, then we'll let you, you know. So that was their their justification for not giving Obama even a hearing on a Supreme Court nominee 11 months before the election. And now here it is, you know, 30 days before, and they're going to try to ram through another right-winger on the court. And, you know, our courts were not supposed to be ever partisan, but this is what we've come down to, you know, where they want to, the Republicans have cried for years about liberals legislating from the bench. They can't get these laws passed because the majority of Americans don't support the law. So they, they, they go through the court system and they legislate from the bench is what they, conservatives cried about this shit for decades. But now they're quite content to try and legislate from the bench. They're total hypocrites on absolutely every single fucking topic. The GOP are a bunch of hypocrites, okay? Now, there's corruption in both parties, and I'll call out corruption on either side. But the level of hypocrisy of the Republicans is astounding. It's astounding. So that's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Trump probably is going to get his way. I really don't know how the Republicans can stall it off. Initially, there were four Republicans who were saying that they would hold the process up. Um, first, uh, Susan Collins said she wouldn't go for it. Lisa Murkowski said she wasn't going to go for it. Um, Mitt Romney said he wasn't going to go for it. And I forget who the other person was that said they were not, not going to support it. But they had Lindsey Graham on. Actually, he, there's a video of him right now being used by the Lincoln Project as a campaign ad against Lindsey Graham where he is saying... That if the primary process has already started, the primary process has already started for the 2020 election, they would hold off any Supreme Court nominees until after the election. And he literally says, use my words against me. Save the tape. So they fucking are. Because you're a fucking asshole, Lindsey Graham. Yeah, fuck you, Lindsey
0: Graham. He has, I mean, he's just (laughs) such a... i feel like this is such a pinky in the brain moment right now because you're just like off on this like mad tangent and i'm just like i thought you were gonna (laughs) say
1: pinky in the brain because they're like every day they get up and they're like what are we gonna do today take over the world same thing we do every day take over the world that's what that's what the republicans (laughs) do they get up every fucking day (laughs) and say how can we what's the next thing we got to see democrats liberals are just live and let live and they're fucking lazy They don't have battle plans. They don't have strategies. They don't sit and think about the shit ahead of time. They just go, oh, everything's okay today. Until the Republicans literally have us to the point of dictatorship. And they're like, shit, you think we should get a fucking plan together? (laughs) Yes, you assholes. (laughs) Yes, you should have had a fucking plan together. Nancy Pelosi. What do you, I mean.
0: (sighs) (laughs) I want to see her bitch ass get out too. For real. And, not all, and all the Republicans,
1: if if democracy survives, and I'm not speaking in hy-
0: hyperbole here, you know. No, I mean, it's getting pretty serious. Trump literally is saying that he's not going to He gonna says accept. he's
1: not going to leave. Yeah, He says he's not going to leave the White House. This now, is,
0: This should be something that regardless of what party you are, that just, just disturbs you to every... Right. It disturbs every American part of you because this is like... This, this is America's legacy is freedom and democracy. We exactly. literally like... This is... I mean, listen, Republicans. If you don't let us have democracy, then you can't go to other countries and murder brown people and claim that it's for freedom and democracy because we won't even have that here. Well, see,
1: I have a theory that they have done this in other countries. And now they've been... Like, the CIA has been testing out this plan of how they, you know, get these puppet governments and, you know, other countries, how they go in and take over, you know, the propaganda they use... They have, they have a pretty good system. It's not very imaginative. Like, they use the same script know, every fucking time. Over and over again. But, you know, George Bush, when he became president, he stole that election in 2000. Clearly fucking stole that election. It was totally corrupt. But when he stole that election, and it was like, I mean, there was some outrage about it, but it wasn't, like, lasting outrage, because now it's just, like, a faraway memory. But, you know, it really worried me when bush became president because he's part of that whole fucking right-wing christian thing you know that aren't really christian but they some they're like they're like the christians that murder people in the crusades and burn witches at the stake that kind of christian think that kind of christian not good people who humbly do charitable work to help the poor that not that kind of christian i'm talking about the george bush kind of christian gonna go murder me some muslims that kind of christian so i worried about it then because you know, and I, I still remember to this day that your dad put a, printed out a piece of paper that was a quote from Bush's press secretary, Ari Fleischer, who said people need to watch what they say over a comment made by a comedian, Bill Maher, who said that our soldiers were cowards because they flew over and dropped bombs and killed people from the air, and the terrorists fucking threw their lives on the line and literally committed suicide to kill us. So if you want to call somebody cowards, you can't really call the suicide bombers cowards. And they can look at our people and say they're cowards. So that, of course, was like, oh, oh my God. Can, oh, how can Boomer say our soldiers are cowards? So, of course, he was just trying to say that, you know, if you, whatever side you're on, you look at your people as heroes, right? But Ari Fleischer was asked about that in the press briefing, and he said, people need to watch what they say. And your dad printed that out and stuck it to his door at work. <laughs> Because it was so disturbing that a person in government would have the audacity to question your First Amendment right. Like, you can be offended by what Bill Maher says, but the fact that a person in an official capacity would say that people should watch what they say? What the fuck is this, Saudi Arabia?
0: Yeah, for real. No, I think after this whole... Um Regardless of what happens in November, I'm, like, prepared to be fucking blackbagged along with anyone else who has ever said anything remotely anti-Trump. I mean, we already know that they have the capabilities to track us and know everything that we've said. mm mm-hmm. um, You know, things, Pegasus app, and you know what I mean? They can go through phone, they can go through Facebook, they can go through right. anything they want. They can see what people post and what side they're on. And, yeah, there's, like, no doubt in my mind. I mean, we know that Trump is working with and worked with Eric Prince in... 2016 to, um, what do they call it, um, to basically keep track of people who were anti-Trump. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, we yeah. know that. Make lists. There was never, like, any, there's not, it's not a conspiracy that was never, they mm-hmm. were out in the open about it. They didn't even try to hide it. So I'm just like, we already know that they have all these plans, like, it's just... Instead of it being targeted advertising, like, we're going to find all the people that don't like Trump and send them a bunch of Trump ads, Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be, we're going to fucking show up to your house and put a black bag over your head.
1: (laughs) Right. And see, here's what happened, too. And I was thinking about this today on my way down here, is that, you know, whenever the masses, right, start to become too anti-government, the fucking government gets nervous, right? And they got to deal with it. They got to find some way to deal with it. So back in, you know, after, after the Iraq war, okay, we were lied into the Iraq war and people died and Cheney got rich and all the stuff came out about it that there was no weapons of mass destruction. Nothing happened. They knew there was no weapons of mass destruction there. So all of that came out and got exposed. And like people in America were pretty raw about that. Right. And then at the same time you had people actually asking legitimate questions about 9-11 because, hello, there's, the United States government has a long history of creating false flag events to get people into war. That's not conspiracy. That's fucking history. Okay? So, you know, people looked at those buildings coming down and said, you know what? I mean, that just doesn't look right. So, of course, you had people like Alex Jones who were off the deep end a little bit. But, but they were asked, they were making people think. They were making people question. The narrative of the government, the same way they did when JFK was assassinated, that people were thinking, questioning the government. They didn't like that. Then the 2008 collapse happens, right? So you got the war for fucking ever, which is still going on, but it was still going on in 2008, spending billions of dollars on this fucking live of a war. Then you get the 2008 housing collapse. Now you've got domestic issues on top of foreign issues. And the Republicans were handing a t- holding, standing there holding a total bag of fucking reeking shit in their hands. First, you have the foreign fucking, everything was just disastrous under Bush, foreign policy-wise. Then, the housing market. And why did that happen? Because they deregulated fucking Wall Street. They let the banks gamble with people's money. And they let them gamble with their, their mortgages. So now you got a bunch of people kicked out of their fucking houses.
0: Woo, small government vote Republican right this is what you fucking get yeah well you know what small government means to
1: Republicans it means the masses mass number of peoples get nothing from government but the people like big pharma with their fucking handouts still get our tax dollars handed out to them so it's just that they believe in giving that our tax dollars to a smaller number of people that's yeah. what small government means <laughs> to Republicans it means we pay a smaller number of people at the top your fucking tax dollars you don't math the massive number of people don't, they don't get that you get nothing. You're welfare bombs. Yeah, fuck poor people.
0: <laughs> so, okay. Sorry, I'm attempting to be your comic relief. You look like you're going to pop a pop-up blood vessel. Dude,
1: I'm so angry. Like, I had a screaming argument with my dad, which is not that uncommon. I mean, we have screaming political arguments all the time, and I don't, I don't get mad. I don't hold grudges about it. But, you know, the, th- the most infuriating part of politics right now is not that people have like different opinions, because I exist somewhere between conservative and liberal ideas i believe in second amendment and I, i'm pro-life so on that those two fronts i'm pretty you would pretty much throw me in the republican camp i don't believe in camps for that reason but on the economic side i thought I, you are gonna make a joke about it. i'm like a fucking <laughs> hardcore like socialist on the fucking economic shit because i see that all that they do is take our tax dollars and give it to greedy one percent at the top so so i don't believe in camps and I think the whole thing of creating camps and creating teams is to keep us divided.
0: Right? You know how I know that I'm uh, like a fucking hair away from being Alex Jones crazy? <laughs> from, from the sheer amount of just ridiculousness I have to witness every day? Uh, you said camps. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a FEMA check. camps. FEMA camps. As soon as you said camps, I was like, FEMA camps? So listen, Concentration games? it's funny to go
1: back and review a lot of shit from back in the day because I went when I wrote that last piece for op ed news, I went back to, to did a deep dive into like the Alex Jones shit. Like, how did it go? How did he go from just telling you about historical shit like Operation Northwoods to being off the fucking rails and talking about frogs turning gay and shit? Like, where did he go off the rails at? Because I used to I used to like tell people the same shit. I'd look it up myself to verify what he was saying. I didn't just believe anything the guy said, but when he talked about historical stuff, like he brought to light a lot of things that the United States government did that was never never taught to me in school, right? So in my mind, he had some kind of validity and he wasn't afraid to ask people in power questions. But then I started thinking like, okay, so Alex Jones was questioning 9-11 hardcore and he had like a big movement of people that came out that were against the Republicans. He wanted George Bush... And Dick Cheney tried for war crimes. Which Alex, they should have been. Alex, Yes. Alex Jones wasn't a Republican, okay? But he was kind of the springboard for the Tea Party movement. You know, and the Tea Party, what I think the Tea Party was, I don't think it was necessarily an organic movement. I think what happened was the powers in the government said, listen, people are asking too many questions. They're getting too sick and tired of government lying to them. They're talking too much about this shit. We have to do something to kind of to, to kind of corral. We got people on the left and people on the right coming together, questioning the government. We cannot fucking have that. Okay? So we got to do something about it. So I think that the Tea Party movement, which was funded by extremely wealthy right-wingers, that they... They convinced these people that they were the true patriots fighting for the actual constitutional basis of America, that they were going to root out all the corruption in the the traditional Republican Party. But the whole time they were being lured into, lured, if I didn't say that right, into a part, into, they were co-opted by the Republican Party. Your asses were bought and sold, you tea party assholes. You were fooled. You were, you were scammed. You were part of a psyop. And now, they, now they've all become QAnon people. Okay? And they live in a total factless fantasy world.
0: Yeah, I guess that's why I'm at the point where... I mean, I'm totally enraged inside. It's like, well, before we started recording this, I was like, I need to go visit one of those rage rooms because... At this point, I just... I I don't even know what the point is anymore. You know, when we started this podcast, I hoped that maybe by providing information and history and facts to people that someone's mind might be changed. But as time goes on, I realized that these people... I mean, it it really is a cult. It's a cult. So, I mean, I don't know. I hope somewhere people that are in the middle might hear this and educate themselves and find their own views. But... It's like, how how do you, the QAnon craze, dude, it's just, it's insanity. But I know this is kind of off subject here, but, you know, I mentioned the camps and I wanted to ask you about uh, what you thought about the uh, ice whistleblower, about the uh, hysterectomies happening in the ice camps. Did you hear about this?
1: Yes. So from what I've read about it, there were five cases where women were, according to what's been reported, there is a there is a lawsuit ongoing about it. It's a, at this point, I believe it's a civil lawsuit against the government for, they were taken out of ICE custody to a medical facility and um, were told they were going for one kind of procedure, but in the end ended up sterilized. So there's obviously language issues there. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen evidence yet that it's a widespread thing. However, the United States government has, you know, gone out and sterilized large groups of people before against their will. Um, you know, that's documented history. Like Puerto Rico, they, they sterilize like one third of the population, female population of Puerto Rico, like one third during the eugenics movement. So it's not something that's not happened before. Um, And, you know, the whole uh, right wing perception that, uh, you know, well, women come in here and they have these anchor babies and then they want to chain migration, their whole family here. And so it kind of all starts with the anchor baby. So it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility to think that they want to start to have these women not be able to have any more children. But at this point, it's still so early on. I know the doctor was named who was involved in these particular incidents i can't remember his name right at the moment um but but it is it's not made up it's not fake news it is real it's a real case i believe it's in georgia where it's going on um but we just have to wait until more information comes out about it yeah it's says georgia people have to stay on it because you know
0: yeah it's just crazy i mean i feel like people hear this and it sounds so absurd that they don't believe it and um i don't know i just think people to me, in my mind, when I think about these ice camps, it to me, it seems no different. I mean, maybe slightly less awful because these people aren't American citizens, but on a human rights level, it's fucking awful. But of the Japanese internment camps mm-hmm. during World War II, mm-hmm. where they literally just like rounded up Japanese looking people and put them in camps. And they were, I mean, a lot of these people were American citizens and they just... Mm-hmm rounded them up and i'm like you know this was only in the 40s like i just i feel like the fact that these japanese internment camps just happened in the 40s and now we're hearing about more and more about these ice camps Mm -hmm. and the the horrific shit that comes out i mean we're always hearing a new story about the horrific shit that goes on there whether it's sexual abuse or kids sleeping in literal cages Mm -hmm. and being separated from their families and now this well it's interesting too like we didn't have german internment camps did we like,
1: we were at war last time I checked in World War II with the fucking Nazis. Did we did we put any Nazis in jail? Hell no. The CIA director at the time was a big fan of Nazis. Half the upper elite of the United States government were big fans of Hitler. Right.
0: So our guys we, were you know, over there
1: dying, but, like,
0: the elite, they thought... I'm right of, after the war right. was over, we welcomed lots of them right. into our country. So, so I just... I mean, I guess the point is, is this shit has always been going on, and I guess I, I just... I don't know how people, first of all, still refuse to believe it. And secondly, are just fine with it. The well, some idiot on wh-
1: Twitter tried to, when uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez made the statement about mass sterilizations having been a part of U.S. history, some fucking moron had the audacity to try to call her out about it and be like, oh, where's your evidence? It's like, in a history book, pick one up sometime. But they don't. They don't, they don't want to read anything negative the United States has ever done, ever. Because they're afraid that they won't be able to cling to this Americana, whitewashed view of fucking history that everybody knows is bullshit, dude. You can love America and admit we've done really shitty things. England, you know, cheerio, pep, pep. England's you know, all like we all look at England like they're so mannerly and they did they settle their disputes and they're nonviolent. And they don't have guns and we go, oh, aren't they so advanced? England was a brutal fucking empire. So was France. You know,
0: Germany didn't invent Yeah, it's all this, almost like but, Europe uh, did all those horrific things and then uh, moved on. <laughs> and right? they were like, hey, we're just going to focus on, like, taking care of our own people and, like, not being involved in conflict. And it was like they got their shit together. Um, America's been on a downhill spiral in the opposite direction. Well,
1: yes and no, because I will say this, that I feel like across borders and all nations in all human beings, there has been this ugly seed of racism because in europe the rise of the right wing in europe right now is partially due to the massive numbers of immigrants fleeing their countries that we've bombed um and left in a state of instability so there's refugees from syria from you know uh, uh libya all these places people are fleeing these war-torn destroyed countries and they're, they're just on boats like fucking trying to get anywhere and so when they show up in Europe, the Europeans are just like, you know, some of them are like, oh, this is a brown invasion. I mean, honestly, like, even though they act like they're, you know, race, like they're against racism and they're more advanced than a bunch of racist Americans. Really, there's an element in their country who's racist. And, and that's why the right wing has started to rise over there. You know, um, and like I said, you know, we put the Japanese in internment camps, but I don't really remember hearing about German internment camps. Why do you think that is? Because Japanese people look different than us. We're scared of people who look different than us. And the other thing is that right-wing governments always have to have a boogeyman. They always have to have that bad guy to make you think that all your problems, which are really their fault, really the fault of the elite, are that Mexicans caused, the Mexican caused it, or the Jew caused it, or the black caused it. You know, you now even have right wing black people saying like talking shit on Mexican immigrants because they're saying that when Mexican immigrants come to America, they mostly displace black workers. (laughs) Like they're even trying to work the racism shit on black people to be racist against Mexican people. And I'm like, for real, you know, I mean, they only have a couple like Candace Owens and fucking stupid people like her that are paid to agree with white racist people. But um, there is nothing that white racist people love when a black person tells them how right they are.
0: I know, dude. Literally, if you want to spot anybody on Facebook that's a racist, just wait. There's these two twins, black guys, that are super conservative they're not even. They're like Facebook famous. they're not even like. Yeah. Candace Owens. I know. I know
1: who they are. Like, I've, people have sent me stuff of theirs. Yeah. But.
0: And I like refuse to watch it because I'm like. But if you want to spot a racist on Facebook, just scroll through their profile. You will find those two guys or Candace Owens. Sure. Like you will find. Sure. It. It's like that. Because they're gonna be like, look. look I got a black friend.
1: Look. look. Yeah. That's that's how it is. It's the equivalent of the old thing of a. I have
0: black friends. <laughs>
1: Look, I have black people that tell me that I'm not a racist, so that means any black person that tells me I'm a racist, well, well they're just racist because there's only one race, the human race. That's the new fucking thing now. There's only one race, to human race. <laughs> Let's just completely spit in the face of every person who's ever suffered racism by telling them it's all a fucking fantasy. Like there is literally no bigger punch in the face than when you deny the personal experience and suffering of another human being. If you can look at another person who suffered and say, yeah, that didn't really happen to you, you're a fucking horrible person, okay? Forget party, you're just a horrible person. If you look at a person who suffered and said, yeah, you haven't really suffered that, that's disgusting. So that's my rant about that. Um, You know, the CIA said that they will be successful when everything that the American people believe is a lie. I can't remember who the guy at the CIA that said that. I want to say his name was Casey. But I can't find the quote right now. But yeah, if you look it up, you'll find it. But he basically said that we'll, we will know we have re- achieved success when everything the American people believe is a lie. So let's look at what the state of America is right now. So we've got a pathological liar as the president who's told, I think fact checkers had to get new calculators that do like the fucking computation that goes up into the millions to keep track of Trump's lies. You've got Republican senators who will say something and then do a 180 degree spin on themselves to turn around and agree with Trump. So they're liars. And there's a bunch of liars in the Democrats too. So anybody who wants to say, oh, well, there's Democrats. Yes, Democrats lie too.
0: I'm so sick of that argument, though, because it's like we're not talking about that right now.
1: But when you try to have a disagreement with somebody, a political disagreement with someone, I don't even care if you're in the other camp and you disagree with me. I don't even care if you pull a statistic out of your ass that I didn't know about and defeat me in an argument because you are more well-informed than I am. I don't even care about that. But when you construct an entire fucking fantasy world... Where everything in it is based on nothing but a story that you wove together on Facebook with no sources, no proof, no evidence. In fact, any evidence presented to the contrary of your little fantasy, you call just fake news, refuse to look at it. There's a mental health crisis in America right now. A serious mental health crisis. And I don't know how we're going to solve it. Because you have these people who are so committed to their belief. Like you said, it's a cult. They're so committed to their belief system that you can't have a conversation. So how do you get past that? I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm a pretty tolerant person. Me and my dad have had many, you know, screaming arguments before about politics. And I get over it. I don't, you know, hold it against him. And I guess... He doesn't hold it against me, not that he has much of a choice because he's kind of helpless and old and he needs me. But um, he sent me a text this morning, which I'm going to share because I don't feel like it's secretive. Um, He posted something on Facebook about veterans. Um, And he was upset because my mom's sister... uh, made a comment which he called, uh, Pat's sister Nancy posted a hate Trump comment. Several of my online friends posted thumbs up. I quickly informed her to go to hell. There are some areas where politics don't belong. Honoring fallen veterans who made the ultimate sacrifice is one of them. So I learned my lesson and I shut down Facebook and unfriended her. So he didn't didn't shut down Facebook. (laughs) He just unfriended her, but... My response was, there is no bigger disrespect to veterans who died for this country than what Trump has done to it every day that he's been in office. He's dismantling our democracy, tearing apart the institutions enshrined in the Constitution. And when he refused to leave office on November 3rd after he loses, when he uses his new Supreme Court to legally sanction the action of his assuming new powers under the new Constitution... All their deaths would have been for nothing. And these Republicans on Twitter, and I don't even want to call them Republicans. I think it's gone beyond Republican. These devotees, Trump devotees, who wave the flag and put a cross on their page. They use all this iconography to... It's like when you go to a sporting event and you wear your team colors. That's all it means to them. It's shallow. It doesn't mean anything to them. Because to me, the flag is a symbol of the ideas that are in the Constitution. And I remember when people protesting the Vietnam War burned flags. And the conservatives lost their fucking minds and said, you should be thrown in jail for burning the flag. That is a symbol of our country and you're, an ant- you're against the country and... They literally wanted people thrown in jail for burning the flag. Like, nowadays, we see it happen all the time. We're like, yeah, you know, someone's burning the flag. But, like, back then, it was like, oh, my God, people were burning the flag. They should be arrested. So there was a Supreme Court case that said that's freedom of speech. So my point is, you care more about the symbol of the thing than you care about the thing. I mean, Trump... And the Republicans advocate for the suppression of free speech. They advocate for the suppression of voting. They actively do these things that are against the very ideas of individual liberty. So how can you claim that you're for freedom when you're not? You're for your freedom. You're for power. That's what they're about. They're about power. They want to be the party in power to punish their enemies and reward their friends. You know what that ends you up in? And what kind of country that ends you up in? A country with fucking warlords. You know, when we went into Iraq, all these experts got on TV begging politicians to reconsider taking out Saddam. Because Saddam was horrible, but they told all of the leaders in the the Republican Party If you go to war in Iraq and you take out Saddam, the country will descend into tribalism. Because all of these distinct tribes want to kill each other. But Saddam kind of walks around carrying the biggest stick. Like if you get out of line, like he's going to come after you. If you remove the structure of the government, even if it's an oppressive government, what you end up with is tribalism. In that vacuum, you have tribalism. So when Trump was running for office, I heard a lot of people who were going to vote for him say they wanted Trump in there because he wasn't a politician and he was promising to destroy the corrupt system. He was going to bring it down. He was going to burn it all down. Now the people that are threatening to charge you with arson, if you use the phrase burn it down, we're saying they were voting for Trump because they wanted him literally to destroy the institution of government and rebuild it from the ground up so now what's happened is he's about to destroy it but what they don't realize is that he's going to implement a different kind of government and it's not it going to
0: matter i think they'll all be in favor of that because he's going to favor them well he will for a little while but the but the problem because is because they really if 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 he doesn't have to pander to them to get power anymore. He won't care about them either.
1: No, he doesn't care about them at all. He doesn't care about them at all. And he cares about them less and less and less every day that he's in there because he realizes that he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to care about them. Right. He doesn't have to care about what any of us think cuz they'll just they'll, they'll love Mitch him. Because Mitch McConnell. They'll and love I wonder him if these t-
0: if it gives them an excuse to hate their neighbor. Of course. So I mean,
1: <laughs> and what does that end up in? Yeah.
0: Tribalism.
1: So if Trump gets his way and becomes a little tin pot dictator and ruins democracy in the United States, and this is where I got into the screaming argument with my dad, because he, at first he said that, uh, you know, the, they were never going to be able to win an election again. And, uh, I said, oh, the Republicans, I know they've been having trouble and I knew he meant the Democrats, but... But I said, oh, the Republicans, I know. That's why they've resorted to, to cheating and stealing ballots and, and voter suppression and threatening to not leave office even if they lose. That's why they're doing it. And he starts laughing. And he says, no, the American people are never going to vote in another, you know, unknown, something shadowy person. Now, my dad, let me explain to you, was a serious birther. Because my parents are racist. They would never admit they're racist. And if they saw, you know, they're not the kind of racist that would actively go out and look for a black person to harass, but they don't have to because there's none around here. But they're afraid of black people, and they wouldn't, and I think that they would, uh, and they say negative things about, it. so they're racist, okay? They wouldn't ever admit it, but they're they're fucking racist. So when Obama ran for office, the, he, my dad fell into that whole thing that you can't have a black president, like there's, you know, and so he he went into all these rabbit holes in the internet and, you know, questioned all... He, he just went crazy till he came up with this thing that Obama was a creation of the deep state, okay? And they started that shit with Kamala Harris. As soon as she became the vice president, they started saying she wasn't, she wasn't uh, legitimate to be president or vice president um, because she's black. So anyways, he says that, you know, that American people are never going to elect some shadowy person. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, Biden is as old... And white and born in America as you could possibly ever want to get. So you know he's like you don't understand. It's 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 the, the people that's that's in charge. That's really in charge. That's trying to get this together. That's trying to help him to win. And George Soros, okay. And I'm like George Soros, really, fucking George Soros. George Soros. This is who's going to destroy America. Fucking George Soros. I'm like, dad, and he's, you need to do some research to find out who George Soros is. Yeah, do some research. You know, this is a guy who literally sits in front of Fox News, who will, they both deny they watch Fox News, but they are literally indoctrinated by Fox News. It's always those people,
0: too. They're like, oh, I don't watch Fox News. And then, the, like, the shit that comes out of their mouth is literally a quote from, like, Tucker Carlson yeah, or something. it's even,
1: like. it's even the same words. They use yeah, the same, same words. same exact
0: phrases they're words, so everything.
1: brainwashed it's like it's like they're in some kind of hypnotic trance you know and and all i can say is the cia has done a very good job with their brainwashing and they're using fox news to brainwash people and they've they've got it down to a science my I friend today to
0: say that. um robert posted uh, this lyric from a song that's by uh this artist named immortal technique i'm sure you've never heard of him he's kind of like an underground rapper mm-hmm. he never got like super famous um but if you like if you actually like rap music then you definitely know who it is but i i forgot about this song and i'm just like man i wish i could somehow find the rights to it and get the rights to it to use it on our show because that's what we would use for our their intro and our act and our exit and this one lyric from it He says, indigenous Holocaust. Well, it says, uh, how could this be the land of the free, home of the brave, indigenous Holocaust, and the home of the slaves, corporate America dancing offbeat to the rhythm? You really think this country never sponsored terrorism? Human rights violations, we continue the saga, El El Salvador and the Contras in Nicaragua. And on top of that, you still want to take me to prison just because I won't trade humanity for patriotism. And then the next line he says, it's like MK MKUltra controlling your brain, suggestive thinking causing your perception to change. They want to rearrange the whole point of view of the ghetto, the fourth branch of the government wants us to settle, a bandana full of glittering generality, fighting for freedom and fighting for terror, but what's reality? Reading about the history of this place that we live in and stop letting corporate news tell lies to your children. Wow. This is an old fucking song, dude, but if you've never heard of Immortal Technique... Dude,
1: that is so fucking. All
0: of his sick. songs are like this, man. They're just really hardcore. Like, he's like a super educated guy. I can look them up. Yeah, I, you'll really like them. But he posted that lyric today, and he's black, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I see his posts, and I see his outrage, and it's like I don't even know how to just look at these people and be like. I I feel your rage and I wish I knew what we could do. Okay, so that leads us on to the Breonna Taylor thing, which I just want to right. say is I I go- going before with I this.
1: continue with my next part of my rant. So they gave the family what $14 million settlement, which um, you know, you can't put a number on a human life, but they did give them a settlement and they deserve that settlement. Um The twelve million, all twelve million. Okay, so they give him twelve million dollars, and they banned no-knock warrants in Louisville. Okay, now that's not good enough. I agree, not even close to good enough because the no-knock warrant needs to be a national fucking ban. And we were talking about this when the George Floyd incident initially happened, the rise of the militarization of the police. We covered that in an episode. Um, You know, there's 100 no-knock warrants a day in the United States. And, um, you know, when the decision came out that these officers weren't going to be charged, um, you know, obviously they had prepared the city for, I guess— Nuclear war?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all knew that this was coming because literally the night before they came out and said well, we're going to charge this one guy, but not for killing her. Um, they boarded up like the police right. station, so, and they boarded up a bunch of buildings, and we were just like, "Well, we already know. Well, we already no, know what's coming."
1: Let me just say about that because a lot of people are saying, "Well, we already know what's going to be because they're preparing." Well, you don't wait until something happens and then say, "Oh, gee, I wish we would have thought ahead of time that maybe if it was a negative." You know, that
0: people would start. They knew if they came out and said, we arrested them all and we're charging them with murder, that there wasn't going to
1: be. What I'm saying is it kind of shows that the people in power didn't know whether it was going to be one way or the other because they had to do all those preparations. And if they knew, you know what I mean, ahead of time, they wouldn't have done all that. They would have just said, well, they're being convicted. We don't need to tell people to prepare. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, I just think that they boarded the building up because they knew that they weren't going to charge them. But but I'm saying, like, the,
1: the worst case scenario is rioting, right? Right. Good or bad. If you don't know the outcome, if you don't know what the grand jury is going to say until they say it, you can't wait till they say it and they go, oh, shit, we should have yeah, boarded but this some shit up.
0: this isn't, oh, we're, uh, you know, this. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> It's it's not like it they they're like okay we're gonna charge them and then it goes to court and they let them off. They're just they're not even gonna they're not even gonna charge right. Them. But when the what the grand jury had
1: to do was look at the the evidence that the district attorney brought to them and say is there enough evidence to proceed to a trial. So the district attorney went and gave the grand jury that information and the grand jury was deliberating. So nobody knew what they were going to say, but they can't wait until the shit happens and then say let's board shit know. up. I feel like they I feel like everybody I just think
0: people are reading too much into that. I feel part like of it. everybody in America knew that this, they were not going to Well, get okay, if you
1: want to say that based on the history of things, I agree with you there, which would make the sense that they would err on the side of safety and go ahead and prepare for worst-case scenario. Now, the second thing that I want to say is that you know, when you charge an individual with a crime, you have to, first of all, look at what the law says, and you have to determine whether the elements of that crime were actually there. So if, if somebody got killed on the island, and I think that you did it, and I want you to go to trial for that, I have to have some evidence. I can't just think you, I have to go to the jury and say, listen, I'm going to charge her. The DA has to tell the grand jury, like, I want to go to trial and I'm going to try to charge this person with, you know, with murder. So then the jury has to look at what does the law require for you to charge that person with murder? Well, if they went for first degree murder, they got to prove there was premeditation, malice aforethought. They got to prove all these certain things that those cops got up that morning and said, let's go kill Brianna Taylor specifically. Let's just go murder her. There wasn't premeditation involved. If anything, it was negligence, okay? Negligent, homicide. So let's say we're going to look at that second degree murder, negligent homicide. So there wasn't preformed intent, but it happened as more or less as an accident. It was reckless, right? Okay. So you go to your job and you go to work every day and you're working a forklift, whatever piece of heavy piece of equipment. You go to work every day, your boss says go out there, work this piece of equipment and you go and you do it and nothing happens. Well, then one day, you know, something goes wrong with that piece of equipment and it causes an injury that kills somebody. So then they go, well, you were driving the thing. It's your fault because no matter what happened with the equipment malfunctioned or whatever, it's still your fault because you were driving it. Okay, so those officers went into that residence. It was the wrong residence, according to what I've heard about it. The person was that they were looking for was already in custody. So there's gross negligence on the part of the people that got the warrant And executed the warrant. Now, the officers that went there that day, if no-knock warrants were still legal at the time, and their commanding officer showed them a warrant that they were about to effect to go into that house, said, all right, we're going to go in this house. For people to go back in time, as tragic as it is, and say, let's go back and look at what the situation was right before they went into that house. What did those officers think they were doing? They thought they were following a procedure that they'd probably done many, many times and probably arrested many, many drug dealers. And they went to court, went to jail, whatever. It was a standard procedure. Well, the thing that went wrong, which what does go wrong in these no knock raids, is that you go into someone's home when they're <laughs> asleep in their bed, sometimes they have a gun and sometimes they defend themselves rightfully so. And then you have a shootout. And if you got the wrong house, innocent people die. So I feel like the rioting and the demanding of a pound of flesh of these particular individuals who were involved in this one incident, I agree that they should not settle. But my thing is, okay, so even if you got these officers convicted and they get sent to jail and you feel better because now you got those bad guys that killed her. So they go to jail
0: and you don't cure the problem. The crime was the no-knock warrant. Well, the, no, I mean, because here's the thing. If they arrest these cops, I feel like it sets a precedent that other cops will realize, okay, if we're a part of a team that's about to perform a warrant, and I'm a person with a gun that's about to, you know, possibly draw my weapon on someone, maybe, uh, maybe I should see the warrant. With my own eyes. But there's no but there's no disagreement that they had a warrant. But maybe if they'd have shown it to all the officers, one person could be like, hey, this is not the address that we're at. Well, or, we don't know that they didn't show the officers or, the warrant. Okay, but and then so if they made that choice by seeing that and not verifying that, like, I just feel like if you're a police officer and you have a weapon that you could potentially kill someone with, you better make sure that you have, you yourself, have all the mm-hmm. information because... If you have the wrong information, you kill somebody, that's on you. Okay, but wouldn't it be a more... Like, where's the personal responsibility? I understand that. Before I went on a a no-knock warrant to bust somebody's house in, did not a single one of them think, before we do this, let's verify the guy we're trying to get isn't already in jail? I mean, how does that not fall back on them individually? Well, because
1: if the, the commanding officer who was in charge of them, who went to go into that, you know, he apparently didn't even know. So there's a, there's a, there's a f- failure, an absolute failure in the fucking leadership. But what I'm saying is, once they went in there, if they believed this was a procedure that was legal, and they up until the minute, I mean, not even the minute it happened, like for a long time afterwards, they probably didn't even, they just thought they went into the right house. The drug dealer they were after shot at them, and they shot back.
0: And it was only in the aftermath that they realized all these mistakes.
1: So okay, what I'm but- saying
0: is... If I call the cops and tell them that you have someone held hostage in your house and it's a complete bullshit made up lie and they bust in there and shoot you and kill you and your family sues them because they're like, what in the actual fuck? Mm -hmm. Like you just took that person's word and you came in here and you killed someone in my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're going to charge that fucking officer because what they did was clearly wrong. Well, right. And that's what that's the purpose. So then they would come back on me and be like, you made a false report. Or you had inaccurate information, and that would come down on me, and it would come down on the officer that fucking did it for not investigating it properly. So I don't understand why it's being treated any
1: differently. Because the officer himself isn't the one who usually goes and gets a warrant to go into a place. That has to be approved. The, The evidence that a person, like if you swear a statement that you saw drugs in a particular house, okay, and then that was a lie, okay, then, yeah, you are criminally responsible for giving the police false information, but it's also, it is also their responsibility to verify. Like in the one instance where the, uh, the baby was, you know, horribly injured by a flashbang during a no-knock raid, and the woman who filed the, the, uh, the, the warrant, uh, filed the affidavit for the warrant, said that she had seen this person going in and out of there, there was a bunch of traffic in the house, blah, 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 and that was proven to be false. So if the police are lying and, and doing things that are underhanded, then of course. But what I'm saying is I would just ask for people to put themselves in that situation and say, not knowing after the fact. It's easy after the fact to go, well, you should have fucking known that. But go back and put yourself in a person's position that, go, that is, has gone through the police academy has
0: been first of all indoctrinated with a lot of bullshit. Well, th- that and that's exactly what I'm saying. I think if you charge these cops, it's going to be a wake up call for all cops in this country to be like, oh shit, okay, we need to stop uh, literally being basically in this instance a hired mercenary um, based off of information that we didn't even verify. Well, you know what I mean? And, that, I, and I, I, I agree same, with you. The heads
1: need to roll. I'm just I put saying, the like, same
0: stipulation on people who sign up to be in the military and then they end up killing innocent civilians, and they're like, well, you can't blame them because they were sent over here, and it's like. Okay, but you are not absolved of guilt in this situation just because you, you made a personal choice to, first of all, become a soldier. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, take blind orders from someone who right. told you that was an enemy. Right. The blood is still on your hands. No, and, I, and I agree with you. If, if these officers were told to, to
1: to do something that was morally reprehensible and they did it anyway, then I 100% agree with you. What I'm saying is, the criminal act that occurred here was the legalization of the no-knock warrant in the very first place. Cops busting in your door as trespassers and assaulters is the fucking crime that is continuing to go on and on and on and putting one guy in jail for it and making him a sacrificial lamb. That doesn't do anything to fucking cure the problem.
0: Well, no. you have It might to, make I people feel a both. little better. I think you have to do both. I think you have to put an end to things like no-knock warrants But also set a precedent that shows all police that like, listen, you don't have fucking immunity. But they they have had immunity. But that's what I'm saying. Change that shit. Yeah, and put they, the message they, I'm not out. saying
1: that they don't need 100%, 180 degree change.
0: Well, with something this serious that's had this much media now, attention, I don't understand why they don't. Well, I do understand why they don't. But if it were up to me, it would be one sweeping, here we go, this is changing, this is changing, no more immunity, no more no-knock warrants. And exactly. And we're putting all of you in jail so all the other cops know that this isn't just a one incident event. If you do this shit, you're going to go to jail mm-hmm. too. And that would be it. Now, but they have the reality about, of this is that I, I don't think, besides the no-knock warrants not being allowed in that one, I don't even, did they do it in the whole state or is it just the one town? It's in Louisville. And actually, they're saying now that, you know, the warrant
1: may not have been like explicitly a no-knock warrant. But I was trying to look up right before we got online, like, or got on, started recording, um, what time of day it was because they said she was asleep. When it happens, So if it's in the middle of the night, I don't care if it's a no-knock warrant because the person's going to be in their bed sleeping. They, they're not going to hear you knocking at the door. You know what I mean? They're going to be taken by surprise. I don't think that this guy jumped up out of his bed with a gun and fired a warning shot because he thought it was the police at his door. He wasn't committing a crime. Why would he not just open the door? If they knocked and said police, why would he not just open the door? So they're lying about that. I feel like, you know, there's, there's things that are being... Bigger things that are being obfuscated by this desire to get kind of a pound of flesh out of the guy that actually, who's, who's specifically, whose bullet killed her. And I'm like, I understand that emotional feeling, but when you want to cure a problem, you can't react emotionally. You have to react to analyze the situation systemically. You have to dismantle the whole fucking structure of how this fucking shit even happens. Yeah, but why not do both? Because I feel like in every situation in life, and maybe you'll come to this conclusion as you get older, or maybe you'll think I'm full of shit. But what I have observed in human behavior is that when there is something that happens that's a shock to the moral conscience, people of all good nature will say, man, that was wrong. That was just, that was just wrong. Like people did with slavery. There was a select minority that wanted to keep slavery because it was financially beneficial to them. But the vast majority of the country was looking at what was happening to people of color and going, this is fucking wrong. And so they knew they couldn't hold on to slavery long because it was something that was so shocking to the conscience of a normal human being to look at another human being and go, that's just wrong, right? So what happened with George Floyd was that video was the shock to the conscience. That was the punch in the face, right? And I think that people across all political spectrums looked at that and even said, you know, this is, this is wrong. And we need to all get band together and say this can't go on. There has to be serious changes. But then when other things kept coming out, and I do think these are factual things, but the media does use them to get people, to get basically get ratings. Um, it caused people to, some people in the protest went too far. I think there were agitators that weren't part of the protest that set fires. I mean, there's there's so much, but but my point is, when people get extremely emotional and they basically get get everything that they want in a situation, the people who disagreed with them hold resentment about that, and that resentment comes back to bite you in the ass. There's blowback. If I have control in in a company and i say well i'm going to force my workers to you know work long hours and they can't do anything about it well they could all just have the blue flu and not show up one day like there's ways that people without power will find a way to get back power so there's always that balance that you have to get between i'm going to get 100% of what i want and i don't give a fuck about you that causes resentment and blowback so all i'm saying is that i feel like the motivation that started with George Floyd that kind of went in a good direction and really people were just powerfully, like everybody was joining together and it felt like a mass movement. Then there started to be people turned against the idea because they were like, well, they're trying to use violence to achieve their objectives. You know what I'm saying? Am I making any sense?
0: Yeah, I just think that when something is completely wrong, Just no doubt about it wrong um that you shouldn't be worried about trying to appease the other side i mean what what happened to the the sweeping hand of justice you know what i mean like it doesn't matter if this hurts your feelings it was it was fucking illegal it was wrong right so in the case in the case of george
1: floyd where there was no question at all that this guy murdered another man right out in fucking public that guy should go to jail for murder no questions But that doesn't mean that in every situation, the individual should be the entire gauntlet of all these things that have ever happened throughout history should fall on one guy. I just feel like it's gonna make him into some kind of a victim and a martyr, and he doesn't need to be either one of those things. The system that allowed him to do that is the fucking problem. And that needs to, in other words, nobody in the news this entire week has been talking about a nationwide ban on no-knock warrants. Nobody, nobody in the fucking media has said any, it's all about, oh, we're preparing for the next riot in case they come out and say the cops aren't going to jail. And then, and then, you know, they do all these interviews and people are outraged that they didn't get sent to jail and everything. And it's like, but where's the systemic changes that we're talking about to make sure this doesn't happen in one of the other 100 raids that's going to happen today?
0: Well, I mean, if you fucking charge the cops, maybe other cops will look at that and be like, listen, we're not doing this because we don't want to fucking go to prison if this goes wrong. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, if I were a police officer and I saw this shit going down and I'm like, listen, I was I just, you know, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing what I'm told to do. Mm -hmm. But then I watch another cop doing the same exact thing, you know, just following orders. And one of his bullets happens to kill somebody and he goes to prison Because turns out the warrant wasn't the right address or this and that and the other, like his own not verifying it. And then he killed someone. Well, he's the one going to prison. So I, as a cop, about to do that same exact thing, I'm going to be like, hold the fuck up. I am not doing this because I'm not going to prison. So maybe the
1: warrant, what you're saying is the process of a warrant being issued by a magistrate that says, yes, you have the authority by the court to go into this house based on the evidence you presented. What you're saying is that all the guys in that raid should be looking at that warrant, should be democratically voting on whether it's the shit is to fucking gather on it before they initiate to go and enact that warrant.
0: I mean, so I they're think all that at least mutually they should, responsible. They should all be briefed at least. I mean, you're about to draw weapons on someone's home. You think right. that the, at least they would be briefed and be like, all right here's the address and here, you know, here's what's happening and here's this case and here's why we secured this warrant. And maybe somewhere along the line, one of these cops who is now responsible for the death of an innocent person
1: mm-hmm.
0: could have been like, you know what, listen, uh, I'm actually not a bad guy. And like, I'm just trying to uphold justice because that's what I do as a police officer. And I'm, I'm going to need to question some of this because these addresses don't match. Mm-hmm. And like this guy, I mean, we don't. We don't know his location. We don't know if he's there. Like, has anybody run through the database? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. any of those fucking logical questions? Because apparently, if they can't appoint one person to do all that, that we can then turn around and hold responsible. I mean, right. I think if, it should be the wanna, commander. I, it, don't okay, okay, so th- I don't care. I don't care. which guy actually the shot
1: her. I, I care about who was in charge of the decision to go in there in the, the first place. The judge that issued
0: the warrant. Whoever. Yeah. Whoever. The the. When it comes down to it, is someone's responsible? Right. Okay. Who had the final say? But what that happens person is at the
1: very least should be going to jail, right? But what happens is in a hierarchy like the police department, you know, or the military, or whatever, the guy that's giving the orders is the guy who's responsible,
0: right? Well, the shit's supposed to flow up. I mean, what is the, the that's why the Nuremberg whatever, trials? Whatever, Who did they the, put on trial? When on the Nuremberg great trials. power comes, great responsibility. Yeah. Okay. Where's their fuck? Why are we not holding them responsible right. then? I agree with that. I mean, it, me personally, I think it should be every person at the bottom up. With the most severe punishment for the guy at the top. Because yeah. this shit has to stop. Because they and didn't we, put I mean, I don't mean the and I don't typically agree with using the law to like, you know, throw the book at somebody to set mm-hmm. a precedent. But like at this point, how many more innocent people have to die by the hands of the police before well, why someone starts Why can't we, why can't we just why can't we just have a nationwide moratorium
1: on all no knock warrants until a, law, a new law is passed? Because it's not just no knock
0: warrants that are the problem. It isn't just
1: that. But I'm saying like I don't understand why we have to go through this giant... I mean, apparently Trump can just pull out his fucking pen and write new shit well, into we existence. know why he
0: won't do it, but... Well, right, exactly. Because... But he, I mean, all of this, even not just in the Breonna Taylor case, but like the George Floyd case, okay? There were four cops involved with that. Mm-hmm. So when the other three cops showed up... Mm-hmm why did not a single one of them be like, whoa, 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 whoa?
1: Yeah, I think why they did are have you a moral on top obli- of this yes. guy here? In that case, I do And they, and they with-
0: legally did have yeah. a moral... A, a, they had a legal they, obligation yes. to intervene yes. when they realized yes. that something... But
1: they didn't. That's what I'm saying. That is a totally different case than what happened in the Brian Taylor case. It's Both of them are horrible, horrible tragedies. But in the one, I feel like there was a conscious decision on every single person's part to allow that man to be murdered in their presence. In Breonna Taylor's case, I feel like it was a colossal fuck up in the management at the police le- the, 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 at the commander level and these guys went into a house thinking they were doing a, a normal th- fucking duty that they... I get that, but
0: you don't get a pass. You're, you're an officer with a gun. And then you get shot at
1: and you try to defend yourself. I mean, you're an
0: officer with a gun. I just don't think you get that pass. I don't think they should have been there in the first place. That's my whole thing. Is I just feel like... Well, and then maybe that's the pressure they need that, you know, when we're like, all right, well, we're going to hold you criminally responsible because you clearly did not, you, you went in on this and didn't have the proper information. So then maybe those cops will turn around and be like, okay, well, he told us to do it. Yeah. And then let their attorneys go after that guy. That's one reason why I think a trial would have been more
1: beneficial because right now what you have is a lot of angry people and people that are confused who don't have the information, they're asking like, well, what did he take to the grand jury? What evidence did he give them? What charges did he ask for? We want to know what the actual process was that made this to where they're not even going to go to trial. I think they should have went to trial for the simple fact, and it should have been a public trial. should have been recorded. It should have been broadcast on television. Because I think if you took people through the legal process and you had this officer up there, so you could actually see him as a human being explaining to you what his duties were, how he was trained, what his what his thought
0: process was on that day. Well, then maybe you could view that that's all part of the problem.
1: Exactly. But if we're going to cure the problem, don't we have to drag out all the ugly, disgusting details about how that happened? And you can't do that when you just get a fucking, like, we're not even bringing charges. At least if they would have had a trial, they would have had to actually nail down specifically What got fucked up in that?
0: Well, I guess that's my opinion of it. And who fucked it up? If they did hold the cops accountable and charge them with murder, then that would set a precedent to all other cops. And then they themselves, one of two things would happen. Either they would turn in one of their police departments and be like, all right, well, we need to change some things to offer protections for us. Because we're not just going to take orders and go flying bullets anymore. We can't do right. that because we're going to get held responsible. And at that at that point, I think that's the only way we're going to get change within the police departments. Right. Because we see even in our city, when they had the NAACP and uh, a couple of pastors and they did that open mic, that when they asked the police chief who investigates complaints that are made, they're internally investigated. And when they pushed for that not to be the case, he just basically shut them the fuck down and was like, "No." If it's, a I mean, c- we have that even in our even in our city level. And I'm like, okay, so. All this pushback from people on the outside that the cops need to be reformed, they're basically just telling us to go fuck ourselves and threatening that if we try to make any changes that they'll just stop showing up when we need their help. Well, that is a problem. But- so the only change that's going to happen is within them. So start holding them accountable. And then, then and even the right sees this logic because then they say things like, well, then nobody will become a cop. And it's like, all right, well, that's pretty bad, too. But is it any worse than what's happening right, right now? Right now, I, I would do want to add this
1: in since you said that. If someone makes a complaint that they were abused in police custody or that there was a civil rights violation, like due process was violated, they can go to file a civil rights complaint, and that's investigated by the FBI. Okay, civil rights complaint...
0: Well, but what if it's a, just a
1: random but i'm um, a civil rights complaint would be of and not just because if you're a person of color a civil rights is you know your violation of your due process if the police do something to you that's a violation of your due process or they abuse you in custody it doesn't have you don't have to necessarily be a minority you go and file a civil rights uh, a case against the police and then it can be investigated by the FBI like they they it can take you can take it to that next level. I had a white lady who was um arrested at the casino and she fought with the police. She was a she was probably in her like late fifties, mid to late fifties. But she was tall and kind of thin and she she decided she was gonna, you know, resist arrest or whatever. So she got probably did have some bruises the next day. But um I got called to be interviewed by the FBI in regards to that incident of what I witnessed and things like that. And I was just like blown away. I was like, what the fuck? Like the FBI wants to talk to me? What the fuck? What's going on? Is this a joke? But it was because this lady had filed, she was, like I said, she was a white lady. She filed a civil rights complaint against Wheeling Police Department, and I had to go and speak to the FBI about what I witnessed and give them my report and all that stuff. So you can go above the police department if you feel like there's been that level of physical, like,
0: abuse and shit like that. And what if it's something just as simple as you call to make a report and they don't file the report? They fail to file the report. I mean, I don't know. I would say I mean, I, w- I would wonder what what the qualifications are to file with the FBI are. Um honestly, I don't know. I
1: guess it would depend on other other whether the the thing that the police department did violated your civil rights like like the said due process is one of them. So if you could prove it was like a process thing. Um but I mean, you know, if there's a lot of places you could seek seek uh, guidance about it. But I don't believe the police should do their own investigations. I also think that they need to. It needs to be mandated that if there's a death in police custody, that it's absolutely not the prosecute, that not the um, the county coroner, medical examiner, who works closely with the police, who's the person that determines the fucking cause of death. Like how how unfair is that? You know, um, if pers- if a person dies in a jail in custody in a jail, there needs to be an independent medical examiner, not somebody, not your hometown boy that you know that works on all the, <laughs> you know, that, that just doesn't get it. So any, anyway, um, you know, like I said, I understand the outrage. I just feel like it's being directed in a very narrow way at this one guy and we're kind of losing sight of the overall big picture I mean if both things were being addressed like you're saying both things need to be pursued but I don't see that I see it all being about you know getting this feeling of like almost revenge on this one guy and you know I, I understand it but I just don't know if it's effective at making sure the shit stops like I think that this girl all I can tell you is you know I can't imagine the pain that that mother's in because if something happened to you I don't I don't, it would be everything for me to find it in myself to even continue living if something happened to one of my kids like that. But I feel like I would want it to stop, you know, and I just feel like that's where everybody needs to continue. And God forbid that this maniac that's in charge of the country somehow manages to stay in power after next month because I don't see anything changing. I see our country descending into absolute chaos. And uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm being hysterical, a hysterical lefty, but i'm really I'm really worried. I'm really scared for the country. Um, you know, there was a video during the uh, St. Louis protest, and uh, i'd I'd have to try to find it on YouTube because it was on Twitter, and I don't know where what who who had it on there. But a woman is in her car, and all of these guys like surround her car, and they're all dressed in these like paramilitary like camouflage, flak jackets, guns, heavily armed, and they've got these ski masks covering their face. The one guy does have a, a tr- hat on that says Trump on it, but most of them are not don't have any kind of insignias of authority at all on them. And they're, they're just walking around in this fucking military unit, and they come up to this woman's car, and apparently she was carrying a firearm, and... She said, it's still in the holster. Or it's still, you know, it's not, she hadn't pulled it out on anybody. She told him that. And she was like, why don't you all go home? And the guy comes over to the car and, like, pushes the car door closed on her leg or something because you can kind of see she's recording with her phone. And the car door kind of bounces off of probably her leg that was in the door. She's like, oh, okay, okay. And the guy was saying, this is this is our home. This is our home. But, like, these are just, like, rooming fucking bands George of armed ins- fucking militants what are we doing what is America doing that we're allowing and I'm a a a supporter of the second amendment but what are we doing right now why are we allowing people to bandy through the streets with flak jackets fully armed weapons of war without any authority structure watching them what the fuck is happening right now
0: that's already anarchy. The brewing of a civil war is what I think.
1: That's already but. on the brink of anarchy. And nobody's doing a fucking thing about it. So all I can say is young people, young people, young people, poor people, please go fucking vote. It's so depressing to look at voting statistics. Because only eight, because only like, A small percentage of 18 to 24-year-olds vote. It's like 20%. 20%. The 18 to 24-year-olds are like a third of the voting age block. and, And like the vast majority of them don't even fucking vote. Then when you look at income gaps, people at the high end of the income, fucking reliable voters, man. Those fucking rich people and those people in upper income, they go out and they vote... Poor people, don't fucking vote. They don't fucking vote. Educated people, people with college degrees, fucking vote. People that don't have a college education, don't vote. Listen, you don't have to be educated to fucking see that Trump is a disaster. Go vote. Who cares if you're wrong? Just go vote. You know? Do you think that these trump pansies on facebook do you man. think that they have that they're all the most educated motherfuckers in the world no they're not
0: i don't know what it is i don't know because i always vote i don't know why people don't vote think it doesn't matter
1: well c-span did a, did a thing where they wanted only people who have never voted before that are going to vote this time they wanted to talk to those voters and ask them what's motivating them to vote and these people called it i thought oh it's going to be a bunch of young people right fucking old people in their 60s, that never voted. One guy was a veteran. I'm like, dudes, you went and fought and risked your life for a country and don't even vote. I don't yeah, get I don't, it.
0: Yeah, none of, none of my peers vote. And the only reason that my spouse does is because I fucking demand that he votes for someone. Trump squeaked
1: by in so many states. I was looking at states that Obama won, right, that Hillary lost thinking maybe those states just hated Hillary too much. Maybe they'll go back and vote Democrat again. Not that I love Joe Biden. Believe me, I don't have any love for Joe Biden. But I think at least in four years, if Biden gets voted out, he'll fucking leave. I think if Hillary was in office right now and she lost, she'd fucking leave. She she ceded the election. So we're talking about a different level now, people. A different whole different level. (laughs) I don't know why that's not like waking people up. It's a different level we're talking about. Because they're
0: numb. There's some new tragedy happening every single day and they just that's what the media has done to people. They've numbed them. And the I mean even people in the middle who don't take one side or the other I just I hear it all the time that well, you can't believe anything either one of them says. And they just they don't believe any of it. They don't just they don't get involved because they well, don't want to put in the effort that. to they don't want to put in the effort to sort through what's bullshit and what's not.
1: A lot of people said that who called in and said they had never voted before. One lady, she said she she had never voted before, and they said, "Well, why did you why why is it you never voted before?" And she said, "Well, I, I just thought the country country was all it always seemed like it was doing okay." <laughs> I mean, I guess you got no problems that well, that's you feel how people in my say. life
0: are too. I mean, and Jovi always my brother always jokes that uh, our grandfather, you know, when we he owned, he owned a farm before he passed away, and he was not political at all. You know, if people met him just by his demographic and his age and, you know, his race, they'd probably assume he was a Republican, but he didn't get involved in politics. And every time my brother, who's very very political, would try to mention shit to him that was political, he would say, well, that shit's in Washington. Yeah. And that was his view on it. He didn't give a fuck, because whatever they do in Washington does not affect him at all. He's mm-hmm. still just, you know, a poor working farmer in West Virginia.
1: Okay, but how do you
0: explain? I get that. Because in all the years that he's on earth, it didn't matter who was in office. But how do you explain? But he was okay, though. He had a farm. Exactly. Okay. He got by. It didn't matter. But let's look at Kentucky. And that's, but that's how most people are that I know that don't vote. That, that's their view on it, is that it didn't matter Republican or Democrat was in office. They still suffer the same things then that they suffer now. I think the only reason that there's probably so many people my age now that are becoming, at least in my circle that have become more left over time, a big one that made them get political was the loss of their health insurance. Um, because you know, they, or the, their, when Obama was in office, he changed it so that they wouldn't lose their health insurance. Right. Right. Because of the, you're on your parents. Yeah. Yeah, Until you're 26. That was a big thing for a lot of people in my age group that were like, oh shit, Mm -hmm. this like affects me. Like Mm -hmm. he did something good that affects me. And like, kind of introduced them into, you know what I mean? It was a major right. change. Right. Other than that, on your day-to-day life, someone my age, between Bush, Obama, and now Trump, none of them can name a single thing besides the ACA that has affected their day-to-day life personally. What about student personally?
1: debt, though? What about the fact that student debt has gone up and up and up and up and up? What about the fact that they can't but again, afford again, buy a I feel like
0: that's a... But again, they they couldn't afford to buy a home under Obama. They can't afford to buy one under Trump. So it makes no difference to them. They, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's what they base it off of is what they can see in front of them right now. And I try to explain to them that, you know, if you always have that mentality, we continue on this path of nothing ever changes because I mean, just like with the Democratic Party, they don't have to give us Medicare, Medicare for all, because right now all they have to do is be not as bad as the Republican. So the more people that are informed and behind one idea, the more shit that gets done. But Americans aren't like that. They're just, they're preoccupied. They're lazy and they're-, they're and distracted they're, and they're, with what's entertaining them right now. They take shit
1: for granted. They do. They and absolutely do. And you know, all do. I can say is, if you're a woman or if you are a minority and you can't think of what it would be like if that person in your life who treated you wrong because you are a woman or because you are a person of color- if that doesn't, if the thought of that being in charge of your everyday life decisions doesn't scare you to go out and fucking vote, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're an old white male, like, but they always vote. If, if the system, if what you're saying is true and you need a motivating factor to go out and vote, how do you explain these white men who've been in charge of the country for the last 50 fucking years at least that have everything catered to them? Why do they still go out and vote? They know shit's been in
0: their favor. They know that they pretty much can depend on government. Well, they have the government. fear factor that someone's trying to take it away that from the them. That the brown
1: people and the women's going to take it back? Yeah. I so they wish have the, the fear hell we factor. would.
0: But that's what I don't get about, um, like I said, people my age that they just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I don't try to understand it. I try to explain to them and I hear them out, but, and I, I guess I do understand the, if you don't see an immediate difference in your day-to-day life that you're just like, whatever doesn't matter who's in power.
1: Well, listen, all I got to say, because we're probably running about to the end of our time, is, and this is what I told my dad today. In 2018, Xi Jinping, the president of China, removed the limits on him being in office so he can be, be president for life. Didn't Putin just do that too? In July of 2020, Putin decided, and he held some kind of fake referendum to basically uh, say the people were behind him, but it was total bullshit, that he could remain president until 2036. Now, look at what's happening in Hong Kong. Look at what's happening to people who are resisting Putin's dictatorial status. There was a guy who was the opposition leader who was just poisoned
0: with dioxin, which is def- That'll never happen here. You know, Just Americans are blindsided. They truly believe. They can literally know that that shit is going on in the world, happening right now, and they are in total denial that that could ever happen here. And that, that is the our reason, biggest flaw in yeah. this country, is that nothing ever happens You can't here. take this shit it for granted. It won't happen to me. That's, that's the mentality. Whew. I think the reason Bush scared me
1: was because Slobodan Milosevic happened in Serbia. And that was like, you know, one day they had a democratic system, a government, and the next the guy was ripping up the Constitution, purging the military of people that weren't loyal.
0: Like, And I think people in America have a false sense of security because they think just because we have guns here that if something like that ever did happen that the people would rise up and set it right. And it's totally naive because it's like, I don't care how many... Like An AK 47s you have, or how many Glocks you have, or shotguns, it doesn't matter how many you have. They have fucking drones, they could just kill you from the air, they could just poison your water. They could, I mean, people truly underestimate the power. I mean, it's like they want to beat their chest when they're like, Oh, America has the greatest military, blah, blah blah blah. But then I'm like, they don't want to think of it in those terms when they say, "Well, they can use that against you too." Okay, I mean, and I've heard you, you say I've you heard, want to have yes. your guns, but like uh, you're, no matter how many guns, but you listen, have, it's not I've
1: heard I've heard people that want to disarm America say that your little guns that you have at your house are nothing compared to U.S. military, so you might as well just give them up and succumb well, to the I don't fact think you that, should give them up. But their argument is that's not going to help you resist against the government. And my answer to that is, why have we been in Afghanistan for twenty fucking years? Then right. why have we been in because when it gets down to the, on the ground, the people hiding in holes for their survival and shooting back, and you might kill some, but there's all some more that got away. Right. Resistance on the ground is extremely hard to defeat, which is why people need to still have their firearms to fight against tyranny and government. My problem is that Trump has co-opted the maniac, the vast majority
0: of maniac gun owners to yeah, his camp. I know. And like well, I warned from years ago, all the Democrats have disarmed sh- themselves. People should be armed because... When this shit breaks out, it's not gonna be at least the beginning, it's not gonna be the US military kicking your door in. It's it's gonna be those people and they're just not going to hold them accountable for doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's gonna be the Trump your Trump neighbor secretly hates yeah. you. It's those guys that were in Louisville right. yesterday. Right. That are nobodies that are That's why you need to have a gun, because if these people are no longer there's no humanity left you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you give me a gun right now and line up Trump supporters in front of me and they could scream do whatever and there's still nothing in me that is going to make me kill one of them but we, we you know what I mean we already see that it's not so much the other way on the other side which you're always gonna have leftists that will do that type of thing and you're always gonna have people on the right that will do you know there's always outliers but we I mean they they show up to these events holding these guns And they're like, we're not, you know what I mean? We will fucking shoot you. We don't care.
1: They're the ones calling us the enemy. They're the ones, like, we're trying to call on them for sanity. (laughs) We're the ones trying to call out to them and say, look what's happening to our country.
0: Our country. And and they're saying things like, if you don't like, get the fuck out. Out of my country. Right. So that's what I'm saying. That is, it's a dangerous mindset. It is extremely dangerous. They don't look at the other side as Americans anymore. I don't
1: remember any president before Trump ever saying red states and blue states. Like, we knew that Texas was a red state, right? That it's predominantly Republican. But never like he does, where they're the enemy states. That's fucking scary shit, man. It's dangerous talk. You're supposed to be the president of
0: the United States but remember, of America. There was never any division like this until Obama. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'll Obama
0: just, didn't concede peacefully. I'll just no, say what?
1: this. One of the little memes floating around on Facebook is a, a list of qualities of Democrats and Republicans. And okay, it's divided down the middle. And one of the hilarious things on it says that Democrats divide and
0: Republicans unite people. And, and it's I'm literally like, literally a list that divides them down the middle. Yes, yeah. I'm like, does anyone else see? Of oh, course, yeah. you don't. They're see They're the, the party irony. trying to unite people, even though they fly flags that have the president's name on them that say "Make liberals cry." It's like, oh yeah, it's very, I saw, there's uh, one in front of my uniting. mom's
1: house that says um, "Trump 2020, fuck your feelings."
0: Yeah, so uniting. It's definitely trying to well, thank unite. you
1: guys for listening for our to get let us get all this anxiety and like anger out. And uh, to our European friends, don't forget us. We might need to fly to your country and find refuge if it gets really nasty here. Is you, your passport good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling. Wait, they won't
0: let us in because yeah, of coronavirus. Say, they, they don't want our, they don't want our diseases. So, i are kind of fucked. But. All right, uh, hopefully um, we'll be a little bit more consistent. It's just been so up and down with school starting and uh, the chaos Well, two weeks from now
1: will only be, what, like two weeks from the election? Yeah, so. so If we do it every two weeks, we might have one more recording before. I
0: know. I'm going to try to set it up so that we can do a live broadcast on election night but that would be me, cool uh, and we did get I mean, the piece of be, equipment so we can take hammered. phone calls yeah so I want to do
1: that we're definitely going to try to Election do that eight, soon I,
0: I would like to set it up so that we can take live phone calls um, you know and have a fucking meltdown all together that would be
1: so great to hear from people that listen to our podcast It'd be oh. so awesome
0: alright guys well we will try to see you again next week um, and this is Juke signing off and this is Mick signing off